And there's just no way to be 100% protected. I don't care who you talk to, what company you talk to, what system you got. Nothing is 100% because the more we try to protect ourselves and be safe and secure, these scammers and hackers and thieves are getting smarter and more creative to get around those systems. So it's kind of like this up and down, back and forth type of thing. It's time to start the show and educate the Welcome back to another episode of Financially Free with Cleo podcast. I am your host, Cleo Childress, and this is a show to help you live financially free in your own way. And today we're going to be talking about managing identity theft. So recently I had a personal experience with my identity being stolen, and I wanted to share it with you and let you know what happened, what am I doing now, so that it can eventually help you if you experience the same thing. So let's just talk about identity theft, you know, as a whole, you know, companies, identity is stolen, personal, you know, individuals, our information is stolen, right? You know, when you think about companies getting hacked, you know, a lot of these big companies, you know, their systems get compromised and they have to pay these ransoms to get access to their systems again, right? And that's with businesses. And on the personal side, like us individually, our information gets compromised and People can, you know, steal our identities and buy things and do things as if they were us and they're really not, right? And there's just no way to be 100% protected. I don't care who you talk to, what company you talk to, what system you got. Nothing is 100% because the more we try to protect ourselves and be safe and secure, these scammers and hackers and thieves are getting smarter and more creative to get around those systems. So it's kind of like this up and down, back and forth type of thing. So the best thing you can do is just to continue to take steps to protect yourself and be safe, but just know that it can happen to you. You know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, how much money you have, you can get it just like me. There's been lots of, you know, wealthy people that it's happened to too. So just don't assume that it will never happen to you because it can. Sometimes it can be something real small and, you know, not a big deal, but then you can have other cases where there have been uh, true stories out there about people's identity getting stolen and they've just completely ruined people's lives. Thank God that is not what is exactly happening to me right now, but I'm taking certain steps. So just in case things can get worse for me, I know I've done some things right now up front that can kind of help me later if this is something that kind of spirals out of control. So what had happened was... <laughs> Uh, last week, I was just, you know, doing my regular routine. I was just checking my bank accounts. And for me, I'm the type of person, I'm checking my accounts often. And when I say often, I'm looking at them every day. You know, if I don't look at it every day, it's definitely every other day. But 95% of the time, I'm looking at it every day because I need to know what's going on. You know, so for investment accounts, I don't look at those every single day. Savings accounts, I may check in it, you know, maybe once a week, but my checking accounts, especially the primary ones I use often, I'm checking those every day because I need to know what's going on. And you'll never know if something is weird going on unless you're checking it. You know, you got to be looking at these transactions because transactions can slip in there and pop up 
And if you're not looking, you know, it'll just be posted and taken from your little balance or your big balance and you don't even recognize it. So I was just at home chilling, looking at my accounts. And when I log into my online banking, all of my, you know, business and personal checking accounts pop up. I have my saving and investment accounts with different banks before my primary business checking accounts and primary personal checking accounts, I have those with Wells Fargo. Now, I know Wells Fargo has had some negative news in the past, but my primary checking and my primary, my primary business checking and primary personal checking accounts are with Wells Fargo. Savings accounts, business and personal investment accounts are with different banks. So I'll pull up my online banking. I usually can see a list of all of my accounts, right? And I noticed one account that looks different. It was listed as everyday checking. And when I saw that, that tells me that this is a new account because, you know, when you usually open a new account, you know, you can go in on your online banking and you can uh, give it a nickname, you know, call it something else. I do that with all of my accounts. So that's how I knew it was a new account because it just said a general name, everyday checking. So I go into the checking account because I'm like, what's going on here? Let me see what's going on. I look in there. I saw the checking account was opened February 17th. Remind you, the date that I'm noticing this and seeing it is on February the 19th. So the date that it was opened, I saw the first transaction, February 17th. Actually, it was three different transactions, all February 17th. The first one was a a deposit into the account. It was a Zelle transfer into the account for $500. The second one was a Zelle transfer out of the account to somewhere else for $399. And then there was another transaction transferring it to someone else's account for another amount, which left the balance at $1. So I'm just like, hmm, this looks weird. This looks suspicious. So at that moment, I immediately called Wells Fargo. Remind you, this is Saturday. And this was the weekend of President's Day, which was going to be on Monday. So I knew I probably wasn't going to get anybody to work on it till Tuesday, which would be February the 19th. I'm sorry, February the 21st. <laughs> so, but Saturday I called, you know, the regular customer service, explained what was going on. They sent some type of request to the identity theft department, they sent a request to, now even though Wells Fargo had some negative, you know, news in the press, you know, in the past, I will say that they did respond to my situation appropriately. Like I don't have any complaints. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, if you're still struggling managing your money, you need to join me in the Daily Money Habits text community. Sometimes when we're trying to level up in our finances, we can get overwhelmed and not do anything at all. And then other times we start and we fall off track real quick. And I want to help you stay focused. So in the Daily Money Habits text community, you will get a text from me every single day with a financial affirmation to help empower you and help push you forward through this journey. And the second thing is an action step. Me telling you exactly what you need to do every single day to reach those money goals. And you'll also get monthly financial workshops so you can continue on this education and helping you take action on all of this information that you are receiving. 
So text Money Habits, all caps, to 615-813-4827. It is a paid community. It's $37 a month. But hey, we got to invest in ourselves, right? If we want to see real results. So I will see you in the daily Money Habits text community. So when I called him Saturday, they sent a report to the Identity Theft Department. They sent a report to the Consumer Advocacy Group for them to review it as well. This was on Saturday. And on Tuesday, I got a phone call, which I already had Wells Fargo on my to-do list to call first thing in the morning because I was like, okay, I'm going to give y'all Monday because it's a holiday. And I know it was the weekend, but Tuesday, somebody needs to talk to me and give me some answers. So before I could get to them on my to-do list that Tuesday, uh, a woman called me and she said she was with the Wells Fargo executive office. And she said she was in an office that's above the consumer advocacy group, the consumer advocacy group and the identity theft department. So she asked me a series of questions and we discussed some things. She, you know, she asked me, did I, you know, did anyone I know have my information that could have done it? Or did I uh, lose a debit card or did I lose checkbooks? I don't have checks anymore. So when she asked me that, I was like, woof, I don't even remember the last time I had a checkbook because <laughs> I just don't even order checks anymore because I know I'm not going to use them. But, you know, they ask you those series of questions so they can kind of decide, okay, how could this have happened? Then she said, well, we're going to do our own investigation to see what happened. Then on Wednesday, she reached back out to me and confirmed that it was identity theft, that someone went online with my personal information, you know, like my name, my address, you know, all the information that you need to open a checking account online, that it was open online on February 17th. Um, and also another thing I forgot to tell you all was that on Saturday, after I called and initially reported it, later on that day, now at this point, y'all, I was just checking my account like every 30 minutes because <laughs> I was like, they better not have access to my existing accounts and transferring money from those accounts to these this other account, right? So as I was checking it, I saw the second account pop up on the, on February 19th. So instead of it being one weird account, it was two. So when Tuesday, when that lady called me, I told her, I said, you know, when I initially called this in on Saturday and reported it, it was only one account. But then later that day, I was just randomly checking it, you know, because I was paranoid at that point. I saw the second account. And then that's when she um, said... You know, I gave her the account numbers, I gave her the routing numbers, and she saw that, you know, additional profiles was recreated under my name with these different accounts. So she said someone did go online and, you know, create these accounts, uh, applied for checking accounts under my name, you know, and um, they said that they were forwarding it to the, uh, the identity theft department is going to do further investigation because she said on her end, she could just only see so much, but the identity theft department is going to look to see, you know, the IP address of their laptop or their computer or device to see who actually done that. You know, they can try to do further investigations and that's what they're still working on. So Wells Fargo is still working on it. But what they did was give me an identity theft repair kit, which is basically a list of things for me to do in the meantime while they continue to 
investigate and research to see who may have done this, where they were at, whose computer it is, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to share this with you to let you know that you are not safe. It could happen to you. It can happen to any one of us. We don't want these types of things to happen. And we may think, oh, I don't have any money or I'm really, I have money, but I'm not really that important. Nobody's really going to try to hack my, you know, try to take my identity, but it can happen to anybody. So I just wanted to share the information in this repair kit. So if you are ever a victim of identity theft, because at this point, they just have these accounts. You know, I'm still at risk. Who knows what else they're out there doing with my personal information? You know, I can't just say, oh, it just stops here. They're going to shut down the accounts, blah, blah, blah. No, this, whoever this is, I, I have no clue what they're planning to do. So these are a list of things that I'm doing so I can be prepared should they try to do anything else. So the first thing that you should do if you feel or believe that you are a victim of identity theft is to contact your bank. Like as soon as you, well, first, let me scoot back. Check your accounts often. Let's start there. Check your accounts often. You know, download the app on your phone, your bank's mobile app. Put that on your phone. Check it every day, at least once a day. If you feel like that's excessive, okay, at least every other day. But you need to check it and look through those transactions. Like at the end of every day or at the beginning of the day, just kind of look at the transactions and see, okay, are these transactions things that I did? Do I recognize all of these? Does anything look weird, look different? Are there any extra accounts on here? Like just quickly check it. That's why I just check it every day, quick little glance, right? But if not every day, every other day, check your account so you know what's going on. If this happens to you, if you are a victim of identity theft or think you are, here are some things that you can do. Contact your bank. Let them know what you found out. When, you know, what did you see? What did you discover? What was the date that you noticed it? What's going on? Just tell them all of your thoughts, your feelings, your concerns, so they can start taking action on it. Join me on the first Sunday of every single month for a money yoga session. And you're probably wondering, what is this money yoga stuff, Cleo? Well, it is a vinyasa style yoga class mixed with financial empowerment, and it's designed to help you relax, reset, and prep for the work weeks ahead. And if we nurture our mind and our bodies, we can live financially free and make better financial decisions. There will be Q&A at the end, so bring your money questions. You can register at cleoyogafinance.com slash money dash yoga. Next thing you want to do is placing a fraud alert and or a credit freeze on your credit report. So the three major credit bureaus, which is Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, you want to call them or you can go to directly to their websites to request a fraud alert, which is letting the credit bureaus know that, hey, there's some things going on and somebody might try to, you know, use your identity to you know, get some things in your name. And you wanna have the credit freeze too. That way no one can apply for any new credit under your you know, credit files. You know? And if they do, you know, they have to, you have to kinda of, have to call you and get permission to allow someone to check your credit or to allow access to it. You know? So they know that it's not anybody else. So that second thing is the credit freeze and putting a fraud alert on your credit reports with the three major credit bureaus. 
Next is monitoring your credit. So you don't want to just stop at putting a credit freeze on your credit reports or doing the fraud alerts. You want to check it often. So you want to contact them and get a copy of your credit reports. If you tell them that you've been a victim of identity theft or believe you have been, they will give you a full free report. That way on that day, you can look to see what's going on on here. And if you don't see anything weird, at least you know you can continue to monitor it, at least getting another new report at least you know every 30 days or every 60 days, getting another new report to see has anything new been added on here. That's why you want to monitor it over a period of time. Don't just check it once or twice. No, every month or every two months, get another new report, at least for that first year, so you can see if anything new pops up. Next one is obtaining a report of your banking history. So if they try to open a checking account under my name with Wells Fargo, it's possible that they could open accounts at other banks that I'm not even a customer at. So what you want to do is go to two options that tracks people's banking history. They know anytime you have a checking account or a savings account anywhere, is going to be reported here. So one of them is early warning. You can go to earlywarning.com and you can actually request a report to see all the banking history that you have and to see if there's anything on there that you don't recognize that could be fraudulent. Another, uh, another one that you can order a banking history report from is check systems. Now I've ordered reports from early warning and check systems before. So I was already aware of them, but I didn't even really think about, uh, monitoring that with this situation. But yes, getting a banking history report from early warning or check systems and check systems is, uh, C H E X S. So checks, not checks with a C K S, but with an X at the end. But I will have, links to all of this information in the show notes, of course. So you can quickly click on it. The next thing you want to do is contact your creditors. So if you have any one that you're paying debt with, you want to contact them. And even like your utilities, you know, you want to contact everyone and let them know that you've been a victim of identity theft because you want to make sure that, you know, they don't, that another account isn't open in your name. Cause that's what they tend to do sometimes. They try to look on your credit files, your banking history files to see, okay, what other companies do they have accounts with or business with? And sometimes it can be easier for them just to open one because, you know, the, the, the online system or the representative, they just see, oh, they're a customer already. Let's just open another one. No. You want to make sure that you're monitoring that to make sure no one's trying to get other utility accounts in your name, get other credit cards in your name, other bank accounts or anything like that, or buying cars in your name. You know, they try to do all kinds of stuff. So you want to make sure you check, you, uh, you know, let your creditors know as well and your uh, utility companies tell your landlord, all of that. Next one is filing a police report with the local police office. Now, I know sometimes you may not want to go that route, but you will need it if something happens. Because if you don't do it now and you wait till later, there are going to be times where people are going to ask you, well, if you uh, were really, uh, if your identity was really stolen, why didn't you file a police report? It wasn't, you know, if it was really someone else, why didn't you file a police report? File it. 
You can do it online. You can call them. You can go in person. You can file a police report. So that way, if someone calls you and tells you, why haven't you been paying your car note? And you're like, what car note? I don't have that car. But to them, you do have the car because it's your name, your social security number, your signature, all of that stuff. But it was somebody that stole your identity and did it. But if you show that uh, bank to say, hey, look, I have a police report that I filed that this is that at, that after this date, this person, somebody stolen my identity and this debt is not mine. It just gives you more leverage to uh, dispute certain things should they arise later. So file that police report and take all of the documents from your bank to show proof to the police station that say, hey, look, I told my bank already. They told me to file a police report. Here's the status of the current investigation. I need to file a report and make sure you uh, put all these documents in a digital file or a paper file paper file somewhere so you can keep all this organized should you need to quickly get something. Next, what you want to do is report the criminal activity to the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission. And you want to make sure you are doing these steps because you don't want to leave anything out. You know, they have identity theft counselors there to coach you, educate you, and let you know what you should do now, what you should continue to be doing. And you just want to make sure you're just not missing any areas, right? You can file a complaint on their website, identitytheft.gov, or you can call them. And again, I will have that information in the show notes. Next, you want to contact your state and other federal agencies should this apply to you. So if people try to steal your identity, sometimes they will try to get a driver's license <laughs> so they can have an ID to, to act like they're you, right? So you want to contact the Department of Motor Vehicles, you know, just to check and see if anyone, you know, like, now you may not need to do this now. You can do it now. Or if you lost your driver's license, then you really definitely need to call. But it's still a way to be proactive and contact them just to check in to see is there any extra driver's license out there with a different address, a different photo, but it has, you know, your same, you know, name, uh, same driver's license number, things like that. You still want to check. Another agency to check with is the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. We all know who they are, right? Sometimes these scammers and hackers and thieves will try to file returns under your name, acting like they're you, and they're not, and they can try to collect your refund if you have one. So that's another place to notify that you have been or may be a victim of identity theft. Another one is the post office. Sometimes they can try to reroute your mail or go to your address and steal your mail. You want to make sure you are putting them on notice that, hey, I may have some weird stuff going on. Another place to call is the Social Security office. We know people are stealing Social Security numbers left and right for all kinds of reasons. So you want to make sure they're aware that your Social Security number has been or may be compromised. The next one is the U.S. Department of State. So if you have a passport and that was lost or stolen, or if it wasn't lost or stolen, they can still try to get a duplicate one made and act like they're you. So you want to put them on notice that you have been or may be a victim of identity theft. And last one here is you want to continue to monitor everything. I know this is frustrating, 
it's frustrating for me because I realized I had to put a lot of this stuff on my to-do list today. And I had so many other things I needed to do, but I knew that if I kept procrastinating and putting it off, I'm going to regret it. I may regret it later. So I had to clear my schedule and I had to make all these calls and go online and complete all these requests for different reports because I want to make sure that if whoever stole my identity, if they try to do anything else beyond these two little random accounts they tried to do as well as Fargo, I know I have some stuff I've already started in place to protect myself and help me later. So for you, what I want you to do is on a regular basis, check your checking accounts. You know, still check your credit reports, check your banking history. You should always just check that stuff anyway. But if you feel that your information has been compromised, definitely contact your bank and you will be able to speak with a professional that's going to give you step by step of what exactly you should be doing to continue to protect yourself and try to avoid anything else happening. And if you can't avoid it, which you may not be able to, right? It will give you some tips on what you can do to make sure things don't get worse for you because it could happen, right? I just wish these thieves would go do something else. Like go be productive. Like those skills you got being a scammer, a hacker, and a thief, do you know how you your life could be so much better? Because it always catches up with them. You know, the scammers, the hackers, the thieves, you know, they get away with it for a period of time. It could be weeks, it could be months, it could be years, it could be even decades that people can be, you know, these scammers and thieves are their lives. But eventually, it's going to catch up with them. It's going to catch up with them in some type of way. And you'll real and that, and they realize it's not worth it. If you're a scammer out there, it's going to catch up with you. It's not it's it's all fun right now, but later it's going to catch up with you and you can use those skills and be so much more productive, had a better life, and you can be so much more happier, and you can still have wealth, and you can still have success, putting those same skills, that same energy, that same experience towards something else that's legal, that's professional, that's better. So I just want to encourage you to listen to what I just told you, and take this seriously, and do your best to protect yourself every single time that you're going into your private accounts, but also being mindful that it could happen to you. I will have all of the links and all of the details I shared. I will have that in the show notes. So you can always just go there and quickly click on the different areas that you feel like you should give attention to right now. That way you can be aware of what's going on and share this with someone else. The only way that we can all do better at protecting ourselves and making sure we know what to do if our identity is stolen is to share what we are learning and what we're doing. And that's what I did on this episode. So I thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you enjoyed it, if you felt that it was helpful for you, I would appreciate your support by either subscribing on YouTube, Cleo Yoga Finance YouTube page, or you can subscribe rate or review Financially Free with Cleo podcast on Apple, Spotify, or any other podcasting platform that you choose to listen or watch on. And I hope to see you next week for another edition of Financially Free with Cleo podcast. And I hope you have a great week. Bye-bye.
financially free with Cleo.